today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's election day tomorrow, uh, which means this is the final day of the uh, the campaign. A rather raucous campaign it has been between uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Uh, with implications, by the way, for what they call down ticket. Uh, that's, of course, the uh, state legislatures, uh, senators, and, uh, and Congress folks that are going to be up for re-election or election, I guess, as the case might be. It's going to have huge implications uh, on a worldwide basis and certainly the uh, Canada-U.S. relations. So what's going to happen and what can we expect over the next little while? Pleased to welcome back to the program Reggie Cicchini, Washington producer and, of course, correspondent with Global News in Washington. Uh, Reggie, thanks for the time. Glad you could hop on with us today. And a pretty busy time in uh, in Washington these days. Yeah, happy Monday. Good to have you with us. Uh, we've been talking, uh, you know, about battleground states and about uh, percentages, the national percentages. And I think the last poll I saw this morning uh, still had Biden up with a considerable margin nationally. But as you've been reporting over the last couple of months, it's really the battleground states, uh, Florida, uh, and and usually it's Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, we'll talk about in a second, uh, Minnesota, Michigan, places like that, where this is going to be won or lost. Absolutely. And that's why you're seeing the candidates make a last minute pitch to the people of these battleground states, notably Pennsylvania, notably Ohio today by the Biden campaign, seeing some inroads and gains that they've been making over the last couple of weeks uh, with the polls. I, uh, Ohio becoming toss up with the president heading back uh, up into Michigan, ending his campaign tonight in Grand Rapids, the same place he ended his campaign back in 2016. These are the all important swing state votes. Uh, that the president needs to be able to lock up or that Joe Biden needs to be able to win to try and get in the way of a Trump victory. Uh, we always talked, and uh, the late, great Tim Russert, of course, from NBC News, always said it's Florida, 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 uh, which really seemed to be the case for the last number of elections. But uh, this year, Reggie, it looks like it's uh, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Yeah, look, Florida is still important. Uh, it's one of those kind of nice-to-haves if you're in the Biden campaign, and it's a necessary-to-have if you are President Trump, because without it and without its electoral votes, uh, it really makes that path to 270 for Trump uh, much more difficult to try and navigate. Pennsylvania, though, it really is uh, key and important, and it really has to do with how the map is being shaded up uh, with the number of toss-up states. If Joe Biden is able to grab something like Arizona, North Carolina, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, Pennsylvania becomes one of those, if Biden wins it, it's great, he'll take it. If Donald Trump wins it, that's more work for the Biden campaign to try and have to get those uh, toss-up states flipped around. So it really could hold the key, you know, the Keystone State holding the key uh, to one of these candidates being knocked out potentially at an early date. So let's speculate for a bit, because like I say, he has a, Biden, that is, has a pretty significant lead in Michigan, uh, looking really good in Wisconsin these days, uh, and, and even through Minnesota, although it's a little tighter there. If he wins Pennsylvania, is that checkmate? It, it, it depends. Uh, President Trump, if, if, if Joe Biden wins, uh, wins Pennsylvania, President Trump is going to have to lock up every single toss-up state that exists uh, uh, kind of south of uh, uh, basically Virginia. He would need to take North Carolina. He'd have to take Georgia, Florida, Texas, Arizona, which is another state that's really tossed up right now, typically Republican, but it's been leaning Democratic over the last couple of months with uh, two Senate race, uh, with rather a Senate race potentially going to Mark Kelly, with Joe Biden making inroads with the Latino population uh, in Arizona. Donald Trump would have to take that as well. Plus, he'd have to take some of those states like Michigan and Minnesota or Michigan and Wisconsin. Pennsylvania, without it, it really becomes difficult for Donald Trump. 
there's some concern in Democratic circles about voter turnout. Now, I know the advanced polls have been just off the map. It's incredible uh, what's been happening in, in most major cities across the United States because of that. But uh, the, the contentious issue here is who's going to show up on, on Election Day, in other words, tomorrow, to vote in person. Uh, and traditionally, Republicans seem to outnumber the Democrats on Election Day. Uh, and the concern that I've heard from the Biden camp, Reggie, is that uh, especially in South Florida, where they really need some support right now if they want to take that state, uh, the black yeah, and Latino and look, vote uh, has... The, the, early, the early votes in Florida, uh, they, they tended to go toward the Democrats, and then registered Republicans started to show up at the polls, and those numbers started to dwindle down. I think Democrats are still banking on the fact that you still have all of today in some states to be able to go and cast a ballot, and that there will be some uh, Democrats that head out uh, to cast their val- uh, ballots at the polls on election day itself look 70 percent of all of 2016's turnout has showed up and we still have the rest of the day to go plus tomorrow there are going to be more votes than we saw four years ago and democrats really are hoping uh that the early vote and what's left of the vote will tilt in their favor republicans though they've been on the ground they took advantage of the fact that the biden campaign died uh during the depths of the pandemic they were on the ground. They had uh, door knockers and surrogates all over the country, uh, and they're hoping that that kind of momentum is going to give them that last-minute surge at the polls here. Uh, at the end of the day, there is an enthusiasm here. There are fears of suppression. There are legal fights going on to potentially try to throw out ballots, but that's when we go back to Pennsylvania. It doesn't start counting its ballots until Election Day. It's going to take several days, if not weeks, to get through them. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens if we have a president who claims premature victory and then all of a sudden things start to tilt. Well, and that's what we, we were speculating about yesterday on all the major networks, that if, if Trump wins uh, the Carolinas and if he wins Florida, for instance, he's just going to declare victory and say that's it. I know he, he made a statement over the weekend that he said the, you know, the vote counting should stop at midnight on the 3rd. Uh, that's not constitutionally possible. I mean, the, the, the vote counting is going to continue, but the legal challenges that he keeps threatening, uh, are they real? Is the concern in Washington these days that he's going to make good on that promise? There is a potential for that. Look, he said as soon as the election is over, he and his lawyers are going to roll in. You know what that means, we still don't know. But Republicans right now are actively still trying to get rid of some votes. If you look in Texas, in Harris County, which is where Houston is, huge Democratic population there, uh, Republicans are looking to discount 127,000-plus ballots that were dropped off at a drive through location uh, because they say that that was, quote-unquote, unconstitutional, despite the fact that the election board uh, and the city commissioner had given a green light for that. Uh, the Republicans and the president are going to do what they can to try and get in the way of any votes. When the president says that it's not constitutional or it's against the law to count early ballots, it simply shows that the president doesn't understand the election process that put him in power in the first place. States make up their own rules. States can dictate uh, you know, when a ca- uh, ballot is counted. Uh, and federal law gives states up to five weeks to be able to certify their ballots. So the president is simply putting his fist to the ground saying, I want this now, not understanding how it actually works. So, and we need to be clear on that, because he wants to have a winner declared tomorrow night. Uh, with your years of experience, maybe you could let our listeners know, uh, there, nobody has ever declared the winner on election night. What those are, 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 those are media projections, TV and radio projections, based on the numbers they've seen. But the, the actual winner is not declared until, what is it, about four weeks after the election, when the official count has to come in? Yeah, when, when states certify and then the Electoral College certifies their vote, which this year happens on December 14th, that is when an actual winner is going to be chosen if there are uh, enough majority votes going towards who the, the winner actually was. It's the middle of December. But look, in 2016, 10% of all of the votes that were cast 
uh, you know, something in and around 17 or 18 million. It took weeks to get those ballots cast. In 2018, uh, California is just so huge, and the, the number of ballots that came in was so massive, uh, it took weeks and weeks to get through those counts. And the House Democrats ended up picking up 40 seats because of those late arriving ballots and late counting ballots. So there are big shifts here that can happen in the days and weeks after. It just is simply impossible. It is the media who makes these projections. But because some states are going to be so lagged with their counting, the media is going to have to be more responsible in ensuring that they don't make anything premature uh, to potentially tilt it one way or the other. Of course, Global News is going to be covering the election uh, in full starting tomorrow night, uh, both on radio and on television. And uh, we invite our, our listeners to uh, to take part in that as too. And we're going to be hearing a lot from you in the next little while, Reggie. Uh, get some rest today. It's going to be a long couple of days. Thanks so much for this today. Thank you. Take care. Reggie Cicchini, of course, Global News in Washington, D.C., as we get ready for uh, an incredibly important election. I want to bring uh, Ashley Koenig into the conversation, Assistant Research Professor and the Director of the Eagleton Center for Public Interest Polling uh, at the Eagleton Institute of Politics at Rutgers University. Uh, Professor, thank you so much for the time. I'm glad you could join us today. Hi, thanks for having me, Bill. Let me ask you, uh, uh, from a logistical standpoint, uh, we've got polls. I mean, to turn to any network right now, you're going to get a, a plethora of polls uh, of, of what's going on. Uh, they all seem to have uh, Biden with a lead nationally. Uh, but in the battleground states, it's much tighter. Uh, uh, Joe Scarborough mentioned when he went on with Morning Joe this morning, he says, let me free, to begin the show, let's just say, we don't know anything, okay? Uh, these polls, half the people don't believe them, half of the people are inflating some of the numbers. Where are we right now? Is, is there a clear-cut favorite right now, or is this neck and neck, as, as a lot of people are, are speculating? So we know that the polls say nationally that Biden has about a 9 in 10 chance of winning, but we also know this isn't how elections are, are won here in the U.S. We know that statewide polling is what best mimics the, our electoral college, which is how one of these candidates will win. And, of course, in our statewide polling that we see, uh, these are closer races, particularly in the battleground states, the key states that will really win this election, the few states that it comes down to. And those key states include places like Pennsylvania, Florida, Michigan, Wisconsin. Biden is definitely up in many of these states, but he's up by much smaller margins than he is nationally. And overall, when we look at the polls, while it's good to look at overarching stories and trend lines, we also have to take into account that these are predict- these are not predictive tools. These are supposed to be explanatory tools. They're not crystal balls. They're supposed to tell us why people behave and act the way they do, why they feel the way they do. So it's an estimate, but it's it's in a range of probability. It's not supposed to be something that is definitive for Election Day. But unfortunately, a lot of us interpret it to be that way. Mm-hmm. There's a, a number of different for, you know, things that uh, people will try to cling to. Uh, one of them usually is when there's high voter turnout, as there has been, of course, with advanced polling in the states. Uh, that usually indicates people want change. Is, is, is that a legitimate uh, uh, extrapolation from what we've seen? It's legitimate, but we also have to be careful of interpreting too early either a red or a blue mirage. We know that those who are voting early are also much more likely to lean Democratic. We know that Republicans, at least in some of the most recent numbers, have not necessarily voted yet or they're waiting to vote in person on Election Day, depending on the regulations of their state. So even though we see uh, incredibly high turnout, I think it's about right now 70 percent by uh, mail-in and early voting alone of what it was in 2016 total, um, you know, we have to be careful in interpreting that as, you know, a, a, an automatic referendum on President Trump or something that would necessarily hold through election night or what may turn into election week. 
Yeah, it, it'd be naive to suggest that all those people lining up for two, three, four hours are all uh, Democrats. I mean, there's uh, some other Republicans, uh, some of them anyway, will vote in advance polls as well, uh, and we have to take that into consideration. The other element to this that uh, the president keeps referring back to, though, is is the legal challenges that are forthcoming. And, and they've already started that, of course, trying to question some of the, the voting technologies and methodologies that are being used, and Harris County in Texas is one, uh, and in other places. There have been a couple of different court cases in Pennsylvania. Uh, is this going to be determined in the Supreme Court, or are we actually going to get a winner based on the number of people that, that actually vote? You know, I, I think it's really going to come down to what is the path to victory for either one of these candidates and how close uh, this becomes throughout the night and, and the subsequent days. You know, either Biden or Trump may contest the results if we see razor-thin margins, especially in those battleground states, with, you know, perhaps a repeat of 2000 Bush v. Gore, if we have an absolute mess in terms of being too close to call. Yeah, well, we all remember 2000, and that went on for the longest time. And actually, Al Gore gave up the fight, which is exactly uh, what I don't think is going to happen this time. I don't get the sense either one of these guys are going to concede uh, defeat in a situation like this. But it does beg the question about how long this is going to go on for and vote counting. Uh, and, and the misrepresentation, I guess, Professor, that, that especially from the Trump campaign, that, uh, that this can be decided tomorrow night. Uh, it, elections have always taken days, if not weeks, to actually count the ballots before an official winner is declared. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's alarming uh, that we wouldn't get a result before midnight. That has happened several times before in, in other election cycles. You know, I, I think this is something that we'll see perhaps some states like Florida much earlier in the night because these states have already started counting their ballots and have been able to. Uh, but there are states like Pennsylvania that aren't allowed to start counting until Election Day. And, and Pennsylvania, especially being one of the crucial states, it's going to take a long time to count all those ballots with unprecedented mail-in and early voting and different voting procedures in every single state across the country. Well, and as we were just saying a few minutes ago, talking about this, uh, you know, the, the declarations that are made on election night are projections by the TV networks. They're, they're not the actual, you know, that's that's not the vote, and that's not the official count here. And you you referenced the uh, the Gore George W. Bush thing in two thousand. Uh, I remember watching the coverage that night, and they declared Al Gore the winner in Florida, and and ergo the next president of the United States. Uh, that lasted about an hour and a half, I guess, and and then all of a sudden they said, whoa, whoa, we got something going on here. So I'd best, I, I don't want to diminish what the networks are doing because it's incredible work analytics but uh, it's really just a best guess based on the information that they have given to them yeah and that's especially where we have to be careful and likewise we have to be careful about media interpretation with exit polling yeah. uh, exit polling is you know a, a tradition that we've had obviously and and all of the major networks report from it and it's done with with impeccable skill and an incredible job by the company that that runs it but also there's been a lot of changes because of the pandemic. And so exit polls may be an amazing explanatory tool for us after the fact, but we can't uh, necessarily, you know, bank or, or put money on uh, what we see in the exit polls, at least early on in the night, because we, we know that, you know, there's so much going on and so many other variables because of the pandemic that we simply can't account for right now. Uh, so many variables, and uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating to watch this process unfold uh, every four years. Uh, and uh, what the outcome is, uh, as I say, I don't think anybody really knows at this stage. Uh, uh, once people get into that battle box and, and start marking, uh, you know, the polls don't mean anything. That's what's going to happen then. We'll be watching with great interest, and I'm certain we'll be calling on you to try to get your perspective when we finally get the, uh, the results in, Professor. As always, thank you so much for the Thanks time so today. Much, it was Jeff. great talking with you again. Take care now.
Professor Ashley Koenig from uh, Rutgers University giving us uh, her uh, analytics as to what's going to be happening during Election Day and, to be frank about it, the days afterward, too. Uh, as you say, with Pennsylvania especially, which is supposed to be maybe the state that could determine the winner, they don't even start counting the ballots until tomorrow. So it's going to take them days uh, to count those. And uh, this, the uh, offshore ballots, there's all sorts of stuff that comes in here. So uh, this is a long, long process that we're starting. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.